Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Eric Chapman. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night radio show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right meow. We're going to talk to Wolfgang Gamoser. Did I say it right? Oh, you nailed it. Oh, thank you. Okay, good. Um, He is a 23-year-old with an immunocompromised girlfriend dealing with the pressures of COVID-19 while being a young person because that seems to be the narrative now. It's all their fault that the numbers are increasing. Not all their fault, but no, it's all their fault. It's fine. We'll blame them. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk to Wolfgang just what it's like in that world and, geez, immunocompromised. I have some questions about that because Wolfgang is a a young person. Young people are in trouble. Wolfgang, you guys are getting a lot of crap lately, aren't you? Yeah, it seems to be the way it goes. But isn't that just the way all the older generations have always treated the younger generations? So you know, maybe nothing's changed. You know, uh, you know, I've, I've been kind of saying that too. You know, uh, I, like you're a generation when you're 50 or 60, you'd be like, yeah, I walked uphill both ways coughing with COVID the whole time. And so I don't complain about anything. So Totally. I mean, I already hate most people and especially <laughs> those younger than me. So I can really empathize with all those that are older than us that hate us. But it's, you know... It's a little senseless on all of our own parts, you know. You must really not like your people right now, then, do you? Or is it I just think, equally, um, equal with everybody? What's, uh, what's most difficult is um, just kind of the oppressive sort of loneliness, but also the, the feeling of being young and yet uh, doing almost nothing. Um, whether it's a job or seeing friends or going on a trip or sort of any of the things that you would normally associate with the freedom of youth um, are kind of not available to me at this moment uh, because of my situation. And, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, that's life. You know, Wolfgang, I'm going to be 100% honest. About two weeks ago, I was, mm-hmm. w- I was with them. I'm like, you know what? You guys need to smarten up. This is part of life. It sucks. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to what we're saying. Just get used to this. But now I'm like, you know what? Wait, because I've been talking to lots of uh, younger people. And I'm like, look, just because we had it so crappy doesn't mean that they have to have it crappy. We don't have to have that. Let's try and stop that attitude now because I think that's important for us to do so that moving forward, you know, it gives you guys a little more freedom to, to like, express yourselves and, and be the, the generation that you need to be. Totally. Well, I think that um, our generation is a really hilarious one. <laughs> Why? Because, uh, you know, growing up, um, you're kind of, you're told when you're a child, like, you know, global warming, you're told, you know, cigarettes are bad, you're told all these things. You flash forward about 20 years, uh, most people I know are smoking, uh, we're still throwing away all of our trash, and you, you were told that you're the generation to save the world, right. but the world seems to be already firmly running down the drain. And so it's kind of a, a mixture of, of apathy and, and just kind of um, delusions of grandeur. I think that's how I describe hmm. our generation. Okay. What are, you, what are you hearing from them now when it comes to COVID? Uh, let's start with the, the people that are disobeying it and being like, screw it, I'm just going to do what I want. What, what's, what's the word on the block? Give me the tea. Why, why are they making these decisions for the most part? Are you hearing that? I think, honestly, the reason why people, people who disobey the, the rules and go against COVID, it's actually no different from their normal life in the sense that 
that's how they would react to almost any situation because the reality of most human beings is that it's very hard for us, even though we're so adept um, intellectually, to really understand on a deep emotional level abstract things that have little to do to affect our own lives. And it's actually a great victory, I think, in our own lives when we're able to really try to understand and care about something that is truly unrelated to us or seemingly unrelated. Um, and in regards to COVID, hmm. you know, most of the people that I know who I'm good friends with, I can still see, I still see a couple of friends always at a distance, uh, maybe like two or three, but those people are generally just respectful people in their everyday lives. And the people that I find are the ones who care the least and will take the most, most risks that's how they live their life always. Mm. So it's really not, it's not so different. It's just their, that's their way of reacting, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I should have known one of Andrew's friends would be all smart and stuff and retrospective. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, jeez, man, I'm trying to keep up now. I, I don't even know what I'm doing. So confused. Do you think that um, messaging is part of the issue? Because I hear that a lot of complaints from um, younger people that the government is confusing in the messaging. And I think that there's a, there's a listener responsibility in this that you need to take it all in and kind of make your own decision instead of just waiting for uh, whatever doctor to tell you. So do you, do you, is that a thing? Is, is the messaging a part of this issue too, Wolfgang? I, I really don't think messaging is much of an issue to me at all. Okay. I think it's pretty clear um, that you know, what the situation is. And for me, it's just sort of like, I think human beings, we have a need for some sort of social interaction. Um, and it isn't our natural way to stay six feet apart from everyone all the time. And it is a stress, it is a strain, and people aren't going to be perfect. But at the same time, when you think about the guidelines, they're actually fairly simple. Wear a mask if you're going into public places, Try to stay six feet away from people at all times. You know, wash your hands. It doesn't actually seem that that confusing to me, at least. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that, Wolfgang, because I I I, I agree, and I don't think we should be singling out older, younger, millennial, conservative with the message. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's social distance, wear a mask, and wash your hands. That's I the message, like and we need to stay really. with that. Sorry. It's so, yeah, it's really only actually three things. But the problem is that everyone wants to cut corners. Mm. And the, the issue with pretty much all things is cutting corners, trying to find a way to get around it all. Being like, I know my mother, she's a dancer, and she knows people who she dances with outside on like a Sunday or something. And, you know, people that she knows are like, oh, well, when would we be able to get into the dance studio again? And it's like, I'm sorry to tell you that a dance studio is never the cleanest place in the world, especially not in a pandemic. It's yeah. like, it's probably just not going to happen. Ew. Do you think that's, um, are, are, is, is the message from the parents, is, is that, do you find that consistent among the people you're talking to too, that the most parents are like, look, you little piece of, you do your thing. Or do the right thing. Um, what exactly do you mean? Like, are, is, 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 are, the, are the parents part of the problem, is what I'm asking. Are, are, you, are you finding them telling their kids to do the right thing? Or are you finding them to just letting their kids run around and do whatever they want? I think the unfortunate thing about like, the condition of humanity is usually your parents are going to be part of the problem. Probably in your whole character and however you happen to be. All your flaws, all your weaknesses, all your strengths probably going to be linked back there a lot of the time so it's very plausible it's possible I, I think for me like 
I think one of the issues that, that, that probably is faced by a lot of people is just the, the pressure to have to work. Um, people need to work to support themselves. And, like, for example, there's, this, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's been, there's been some things done to help sort of the, the average, you know, kind of poor, like, more, like, lower middle class person get by in this time. But, I mean, I've seen all these things about how billionaires are just, you know, you know making $20 billion over these last couple of months. And I think that the, the issues that are faced by a lot of people are just a need to be out into the world working. And I think that parents can also suffer from that, too. Is a, is a, and also our idea that a five-day work week is, is just completely a normal way to be, that we need to be constantly working away. But what are we working towards, I think, is always what I try to think about. I love this. You're like, you, I, you, 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 you're making a point because this well, is where a, does the labor go? Well, they, like, and, and where <laughs> am I? And like, are we seeing that labor or is that labor going in to like making more fried chicken? Right. And but if it is like, do we like, I don't know. You, I'm, I think, you know, maybe what I'm kind of getting. No, at. I know, I totally, kind of, I know exactly. a hilarious point of view, but I think it is somewhat true. It's just. It's almost a bit trite now. No. I think you, you know what I mean? I do. No, you make sense. Be, what, what you're talking about is fundamentally changing society and the way we believe and do things. But I believe to your point, yes, this could be a step where we look at things like Amazon making $13 trillion on one Friday a couple weeks ago, as you point out. This is an issue. Right. And yes, and hopefully it will bring these things together. And I love this. But you also... Um, you have an immuno, immunocompromised partner. What, mm-hmm. What's that like navigating with, with someone like that in your life? We just have a few minutes here, too, so try not to be too smart when you answer this. Okay, no, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. Um, well, what's been really hard is that she was diagnosed a, a year before this all happened, and right around the time the pandemic started kicking in early April, she started getting really, really sick again. And it was around this point that we started to become confused as to what was going on and eventually her, her rheumatologist revealed to her, she was like, well, I just kind of diagnosed you with something. I wasn't 100% on it at the time. I don't really know what's going on. And she still doesn't have a diagnosis. This has been going on for about four or five months of her being incredibly ill. She's basically bedridden um, constantly. And no one still even knows what's going on with her. There's just been countless balls dropped in the medical system. And the medical system on one hand, can be really awful, but on the other hand, I also do have to give them a lot of credit for just the amount of stress and strain and work they have to go through. The problem is it's bureaucracy, and the, uh, people can fall through the cracks, but you have to fight for care at times, especially when you're dealing with things that are not so easy to cure. So it's been really hard for me because it magnifies every decision I make I find myself having to try to think on a microscopic level about the air that I breathe and the things that I touch and did I wash my hands and then touch this thing and then do this because I'm kind of a neurotic person, as you might have gleaned by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately what it adds up to is just a lot of stress and a lot of strain. And, and also, I mean, I've, I've only seen her a couple times in this last month because especially as the cases go up, I start to feel more and more uncomfortable seeing her unless mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I've done everything possible yeah. to avoid getting her sick because anything less than that, and if I were to get her sick or she was to get sick, would be absolutely devastating, not only in that 
what the result could be, but also the, the sense of responsibility. And I guess that's the thing that I have is I have a very tangible thing in my life reminding me of my responsibility to take care of others. And for other people, they might not have that. Well, yeah, but they kind of, that's not, I, I see what you're saying, Wolfgang, but it's not an excuse because we do all have that because that's the point of this whole thing. We all have well, exactly. somebody we right now. Have we have to assume, we have to assume someone in our life is immunocompromised at all times of the day. Wolfgang, uh, don't, don't, I'm not talking to you again. You're way too smart for me to talk to you. Thanks for sharing today. This is great, bro. I appreciate the conversation. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. You bet, my man. Have a good night. All right. Wow. Yeah. See, a lot of ideas there. That's great. Yeah, but young people are the worst, right? They're the worst. They're screwing everything up. Go home. Stop partying. I hate saying that because I just want to go out and party. All right. <laughs> this is the Shift Daily Podcast. But let's do these. Let's do these. Are you okay? Are you okay with a landlord using emojis on an eviction notice? <laughs> Ray? Ray? I say no. Initially? <laughs> emojis are... You just don't do those for, you don't use them for like sending your condolences. You don't use emojis. Oh, really? I don't know this. I'm not an emoji person. I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating at all. The emojis are not a thing that you send like to condolences. I don't, I don't feel it's right for <laughs> condolences. I mean, some people do. What emoji would you use for condolences? Like sad face and all that other uh, stuff. Yeah, you no, you're right. Nobody wants that. Imagine, no. Imagine, no. imagine like, you know, God forbid you lose a loved one. And, or a dog. And, or a dog. Yeah. And imagine somebody texts you with sad face. Oh, I would throw the phone. Yeah, crossbones you're right. you're and right. gravestone. Well, that, yeah. yeah, that's a little excessive. But you see it on yeah, Twitter all the yeah, time. That's really over. People yeah. like say, like, I lost something today. And then mm-hmm. they would send in like sad emoji face. All that. Okay. I think just, just type out the sentence. I'm sorry it happened to you. Right. No need for the emoji. Emojis okay. for fun. Okay, Thanks. Ray. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Andrew? I, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I do not like this at all, actually. What bothers you the most about it? You have to listen to the story to find okay, out. All right. This story is kind of gross. It comes out of Houston, Texas. Sonia Lee, a Texas mother of two, received an eviction notice. Never a good thing. But the style of it is downright awful. Here's a story from ABC 13 Eyewitness News. This is the eviction fire posted to the outside of Sonia Lee's door yesterday. So y'all think it's funny to antagonize the person that's going through financial hardship with putting an emoji stating who guess who's moving today there was nothing funny about that she lives at the steeples apartments off kirkwood near westheimer there are a lot of words for an eviction notice with a smiling emoji who is waving lee calls it tasteless i ain't gonna lie that took me by surprise i never met a company that actually thought it was funny to put notes like that on the tenant's doors. The single mother of two says she lost her job in March when the restaurant she was working at cut hours. She was denied unemployment and fell behind on rent for June, July, and August. The letter goes on to say, pay your outstanding balance or release your apartment and turn in your keys to the leasing office by 6 p.m. today. Eviction will be filed promptly Tuesday morning. The notice wasn't there until 2 o'clock in the evening, and the time says 6 o'clock. Eviction attorney John Ross Trevino with Lone Star Legal Aid says tenants must have 24 hours to three days notice before an eviction can be filed. This notice is really doesn't have any power. 
The apartments are owned by Karya Property Management. We got a hold of the CEO who says the manager who created this flyer was disciplined. He says that manager created it to grab the tenant's attention, but it was not corporate approved and admitted it was insensitive. He says as far as he knows, the flyer was only used once. Oh. We've also learned Sonia and her children are not being evicted. Shelly Childers, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. Okay, thank God that that ended like that. Okay, I just got, Andrew just sent me, it's not a regular, just a, it's, it's awful, actually. It's awful. Guess who's moving, question mark, and then underneath, it's the smiley, but it's the awkward smile. This, I have an, I have an Apple phone, so this, is this an Android emoji, Andrew? No, I think that it's one of the, like, um, back in ye olden days of, like, the, you know, like five or six years ago when emojis were kind of becoming a thing. Yeah. They went through this weird kind of uh, style cartoon. Stage. Yeah. yeah there okay. was this cartoony phase. So I feel like this is just some stock imagery that whoever this was decided would be appropriate for a uh, poorly put together eviction notice wow, yeah. and just slapped it on. And the face is just like, hey, uh, uh, it's or-. And it's waving. It's waving. It's oh, like it's waving that's goodbye. Cold. <laughs> That is not funny, Andrew. It is don't laugh. That's awful. Oh my could, goodness! Could, could you imagine? No. Co- like coming home and seeing no. that. I don't know what I would do. Oh, I would grab. I would. I would grab, and I'd walk right over to that management company, and I'd just be like, "What is this? Is this uh, is this some kind of really, really awful joke?" Oh man, that is heartless. Emojis on anything, though. You know, there's some people use it in in speak too, which drives me nuts. Oh, like yeah, like uh, during our our meetings now, our company because we're all working from home and it's a, every 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 damn minute is an on hold conference call and it's just makes you go mad. But yeah, they're like you're on the call and they'll use emojis. It's like oh, smiley face emoji. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what conference no. calls are you in? I'm not letting you know. I'm not sharing <laughs> that part of the information. But yeah, or it's like oh, smiley face or whatever, sad clown emoji or. Yeah, they'll use it in their... In that, uh, yeah. I think the most I ever do is... What, like, what I like to do if uh. I'm really annoyed at something is I'll, I'll be like, everything is fine, smile. Okay, yeah. That's like the all, guy, that, everything is on fire, guy. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll say smile, but that's it. I don't use emojis. Uh, I can't stand them. My mom sends them. They're, they're, they're just emojis. <laughs> and you, you try and translate them. It's like, Mom, you're 98 years old trying to emojify everything. Don't. You are not hip. Jane, if you're listening, you are not cool. Don't try and be fun. Oh, Jane. You're not. Thank you, Andrew. No, Jane. Oh, Jane. Jane's moving out. You know what Jane did? She said, screw it. Because she lives in Alberta and she works with the school in the school board. <clears throat> Mr. Kenny. <clears throat> Thanks for uh, that one uh, to, for my mom, Mr. Kenny. Um, so she lost her job, obviously. School cuts. Um. So she's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to give my notice for the end of August. I'm buying a camper and I'm going to live in it. I'm just going to drive all over. So as of what's after August, September 1st, my mom's just going to live in a camper and drive around. She's going to live in Kelowna for a couple months through the winter. Wow. Then she's, yeah, she'd go to the uh, Vancouver Island. She thinks she's going to go to. She's in Alberta now. It's like, yeah, right. Good on you, mom. Imagine if her, uh, if her termination notice was in the style of this eviction notice. Guess who's oh, no, guess who's no, unemployed? No, my mom. Yo, you. You don't. My mom is the worst. You know, she's like, I would hate to go eat out with her. 
Even though she can't cook, so we had to eat out because it's just eating her food is horrible. I love my mom. I'm just making jokes, you guys. <laughs> but she's like the one that would be like, if you go to the restaurant and like there was a, a, just a little chunk of food on your fork, she'd be the one like, excuse me, excuse me, miss, miss, um, who's doing the dishes back there today? Um, they're not doing a job. I'd like to talk to them maybe after I talk to you because there's something on my fork and I really need to explain with you the hygiene and how important it is for people to eat at restaurants to have good hygiene. Because oh, if God. you don't have clean forks, I'm not going to come back to this restaurant. Oh, so I'd like to talk to you about this fork. And it would just be like, oh, my. Stop, and I stop, just, stop, I just, stop, 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 yes. stop, 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 stop. And that was the life with my mom. Oh, dear. Okay, let's do another. Are you okay? <laughs> so we're not okay with the emojis on and like any anything that's other than a text. Like honestly, like unless, honestly. It's, unless it's a tweet or a, like something yeah, okay, completely casual, like a social fine. media post. Fine, that's fine. An eviction notice? I or funerals or funerals. I, oh God, you know what? Maybe just for irony's sake, I want my funeral to be decked out with emojis. No, please, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> Everyone we're not has doing to wear that. some of those emoji face masks. They all have to be smiling. No, please, no. Oh, you're just giving people ideas. People are going to have ideas. Oh, They're going to do that for masks now. That's horrible. Okay, let's do this next one. Ray, you're on the phone. Are you okay with this? I'll do it. Ray's busy. Are you okay with a new batch of Sydney, Australia fairies appearing to be death traps? Well, no. no. <laughs> well, wait. Hold on. Appearing. Looks can be deceiving. I mean, they might not be death traps, right? I feel like if any form of public transport even appears to be a death trap, perhaps it's worth or any form of anything, actually, not just public transport appears to be a death trap. I don't know how I much I, I like if, if you were to tell me like, hey, this TTC streetcar, it looks like a death trap. I'm, I'm not going to. Is there an emoji for death trap? <laughs> I don't know. Skull and crossbones. <laughs> Explosions. Ray, are you okay with this? Uh, I'm just catching up here. So, Aust- oh, jeez, really? what were you doing? Yeah, you see, yeah, see it. Are you there? Yeah, <laughs> this is the fairies. Why would I would I? First of all, I hate open waters. Oh. Really? Can you not so, swim? Uh, I almost drowned when I was young. Oh, yeah, yeah really? Yeah, that'll do. In, it. in a pool? Yeah, yeah. Was it in your it backyard? Was, uh, a white pine down over. Oh, in, white pine in, beach, uh, Port Moody area. Okay, that's a race from BC and Port Moody and yeah. white pine. Okay, um, yep. uh, what happened? Uh, grade ten. Uh, oh, summer. you were in grade ten. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, weren't. Yeah. A, you were young, but you weren't that young. No, no, I was. <gasps> I was. I had a license. I can drive. <laughs> you were driving at grade ten. Wasn't it? Isn't it grade ten? I don't that know. Sixteen. Yeah, grade Sounds... ten is if you're yeah sixteen in grade ten. Yes. Is it really? I okay, so. cool, 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 yeah, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, just uh, we went just you know just overestimating our own strengths and we try to swim across the lake and oh yeah. no, yeah. young people. Wow, yeah. and that's that's happening so frequently this yeah, summer across that's, Canada. That's There's... why I'm thinking. I I just can't understand why people just not knowing their own strength or anything well, yeah. going in the water just asking for danger. Yeah, it's the young feeling of invincibility, right? And exactly. so. Um, so did someone have to do like CPR no, and you, you got pulled was, out of the water? I was not the drowning victim. It was my friend who wow. he went down. Oh, so he was under. He was under. Oh, this is but legit. You know, like yeah. how in in the school they teach you it's better to have one victim than have two. Yes, that's so right. So I see my friend struggling, my you know schoolmate yeah. is struggling. And I'm just, I'm about like from distance from you to me, about you Here, know, 15 feet yeah, away. Yeah. But you just can't let somebody who's struggling, like I can see he's going to go down. No. Yeah. So I swam towards him. Wow. 
and then he just clawed me down. Yep, yep. And so the exact same, That's it. the exact thing that was. It's just, not funny, but it's funny that you thought of that before you did it, and you did it anyways. Yeah, because yeah. watching somebody go down is just something. You, oh, that's horrible! It's yeah, horrible. like I laugh. That's that's horrible. So I'm I tried to help, that. and obviously yeah. he clawed me down. Uh, so we were down there, but he let me go. I guess at some point, and I bobbled back up, and I, I didn't have any strength. Wow. All I could do was just shout for help, and just wow. some big guy just came out of nowhere, kept Scoops bobbing up, up yeah. and down. He was my friend was down there probably for a solid. Couple minutes. Just a couple minutes. No Ray. They fished, he finally found him. Wow. Fished him out. Wow. And uh, they there. Someone had a rowboat that was close by. Threw him on the boat. He was blue. They no rowed kidding. him back to shore. Yeah. Off duty nurse gave him CPR, and uh, he spat out his breakfast. Everything. Hosp- went to hospital. Lost like forty pounds. Keep kept spitting spitting up mud. You're kidding me, oh, Ray. God. So that's a little traumatic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. wouldn't swim either. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, do you not? Do you just not go in water I, at all, or I would? You're just super safe. I'm just super safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that's afraid good. of the depths, like yeah. what's below. Yeah, 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 it just yeah. goes in my mind. That's oh, dude. That that's not even a thing. I I, yeah. I get out of the pool. I think a shark's gonna come after yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. So every time I'm up there with swiftness, you're like, and then you try to calm yourself, saying like, yeah. "Why would sharks be in this pool? I don't care. They're I don't in care. There. They're in there, and they're gonna eat me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. totally. Yeah. And now actually, you add an exploding fairies uh, past. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Ray is not okay with this. Yeah, we've we've learned something tonight. Yeah. I um I was once almost a trained lifeguard, and they tell you to approach a person like that with your foot first. That's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to oh. wade in with one foot. Okay. And if they start like grabbing you. The grab it on your foot, you just give him one. Really? Right? Yeah, you just back off and then you bat mm. and you do it again. And same with when you're in like a, if you're around objects in the ocean, say a pier, you're under a pier and you're saving someone and yep. the waves are coming. Yeah. And you're holding them and you're about to ram into the pier. You're supposed to turn them into the pier for so the same used, reason. You used so basically so you use them as a big cushion so you don't kill both well, at least mm. one of you is going to survive and the possi- they'll have a broken rib but you might both survive. So right? it's like on the plane, uh, you know, you put the mask on yourself before you put the that's mask right. on a child. Exactly. You exactly. Preserve the saver first. Jeez. Wow, Ray. Jeez, okay. that's an intense story, man. Man, this, this went from 0 to 100 incredibly okay, quickly. Well. <laughs> so um <laughs> Do you, you don't you don't go on ferries or nothing then? I'll do still you, go do on Do you it. avoid it with all at all costs? Or no, you're like, I still go on boats and stuff oh, good like for that. You. Like I, anything that's rocky, like kayaks, canoes, I'll mm. probably pass. Like yeah, a wider rowboat, I can I can deal what with. What about your friend? Oh, he's alive. He's good. He's good. Does he still swim? Uh, he seems to still be risking it a lot. Really? Eh? Wow. He, he goes in the water. I believe he does. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I just saw him the other day. We're we're good. All right, cool. Well, there's a couple of problems with Sydney's new ferries, the first of which is asbestos, which could be found on board. Here's a story from Nine News Australia. Sitting pretty in Newcastle Port, Sydney's brand new river cats harbouring a dangerous underbelly. Solid asbestos uncovered in gaskets on three of the four vessels as they were given their final fit-out following delivery from Indonesia. We warned against building the vessels overseas. At the end of the day, there's no safe asbestos. Someone should be sacked. Sydney ferry operator Transdev ordered the new fleet of 10 river-class ferries and three new emerald-class ferries from Australian shipbuilder Burden, who outsourced the work to Singapore, Indonesia and China, three countries all flagged by border force on a warning list of nations whose imported goods have had traces of the fibres. Labor says it backs in their calls a year ago to stop manufacturing being sent offshore. If we build them here, then we actually have the confidence that the standards and quality of the product are what we expect and they're safe. 
In a statement to Nine News, Transdev says the asbestos was confined and didn't pose an airborne threat. An independent removalist was brought in to remediate the site and now the ferries will continue being tested. Concerningly, there are still six more river class ferries on order, Georgie, that are yet to be delivered. Not only that, but there's a decapitation risk on the new boats when they go under bridges on the Parramatta River. Seriously. God, I'm just, I'm stunned by Ray's story. I can't even get over this. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. All right, let's do uh, Andrew's edition. Edition. I kind of, I'm okay with that name. Okay. I I, I could think of something better if you'd like. No, it's okay. There's better ones. Uh, eh. Andrews. Okay, I'll think of it. Go. Eh, it's not very in character of me to strive for the absolute best. Is there an intro for this? No. Andrews edition. It's time for Andrew to tell you stuff. Yeah. That's me. What do you got? Uh, extinction events. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Did we just about die recently? No. Didn't uh, some, some <laughs> I read briefly a headline. Now clarify this for me. I might clarify that they get very um, angry. A girl in India, I believe, she spotted a comet that no one else had saw that was headed directly for Earth. Did you hear about this, Andrew? No. Okay. No. I'm going to... Why the hell you're here? What are you doing? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, uh, someone saw a comet that no one else saw, and it was like an amateur astrologist. HLV-254. Yeah. That's the name of... HLV-2514 is the... Uh, is the actual uh, designation for the near-Earth object. Okay. Uh, yep, it is confirmed, discovered by uh, two Indian girls in the 10th grade. Yeah. See? Wow, good yeah. for them. Right? That's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're not in danger. No, we're not. No. And that story about that asteroid that's going to pass by Earth after the election, stop. It, it, it'll be fine. Which one's that? I don't know about that. There, there are a lot of outlets. Of, there's going to be an asteroid <laughs> <God>. that... <laughs> It's the most 2020 thing, right? Like, there's going to be an asteroid that's going to come by the Stop election. It. Stop it. And I hate it when, when here's the CNN headline. Oh, great. Oh, God. NASA says an asteroid is headed our way right before election day. Stop it. Clickbait. Enough. No. There's like 7 billion asteroids headed for Earth. They We get skimmed. You know shooting stars? Yeah. Those are rocks that yeah. are contacting the atmosphere. We're, we're going to be fine. Don't Don't buy it. It would be cool if it did happen. Kind of would be. I mean, I gotta be into a that. lot of dead people, which would be. Oh, co- I feel like I could survive any mass extinction event. Oh, I feel you, like zombies, you, asteroids. You could water. not survive an asteroid. Oh, yeah, dude. I dig a hole. <laughs> it's gonna work. I'm telling you. It didn't work for the dinosaurs. It didn't work oh, for. Oh, dinosaurs. T Rex can't dig holes with those arms. <laughs> Get out of here. They don't Any- know what they're doing. Anyway, uh, what, I, what I want to talk about is uh, a study that has come out that could shine some light on uh, what caused one of or could have led to one of the major mass extinction events in Earth's history. How many has there allegedly been? Uh, Major ones, five, and we're in the middle of the sixth right now. Okay. Uh, There's the Ordovician Silurian extinction events, which was 450 million years ago. Is that uh, the nearest one? No, that's the it's the oldest one that we have evidence okay. of. Okay. okay. Uh, basically, the Earth cooled down a lot. Sea levels dropped. It's not good for life. <laughs> I wonder if the Earth makes that noise when it doesn't. 
over like a cosmic time scale. What was the nearest one before the one that's happening right now? Uh, I guess. 66 million years ago when the dinosaurs okay. went kaput. Oh, okay. Uh, which they went. What is, is it the climate change that the one we're in now? Like, what's the extinction? Yes, of, it is it us. Is? We, okay. are the, we are the we, we are the cause. It's called the Holocene extinction. You can Ew. look that up. We are living it. Ew. Hooray! Good job, us! We're doing it. We're killing off Earth species one at a time, or a dozen at a time. No one's happy about this. No, I know, and we shouldn't be. But there is cool research about, you know, stuff that isn't our fault, okay. which is very nice. <laughs> uh, so if you look back in the fossil record to about 360 million years ago. Never been in a relationship with me if it's not my fault. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I, Sorry, go ahead. I, I understand. I understand. Uh, there's a kind of a bit of a debate about what caused this mass extinction event. Okay. And uh, a group of scientists are saying it was supernovas. Okay. How is that possible? So for those not in the know about supernovas, when a big enough star gets yeah. old and dies, instead of going away quietly and turning yeah. into a white dwarf like our sun will, yeah. uh, it kind of collapses on its core and then blows up. Which is not good for things near it. No, and how do things survive? They, this is interesting to me. They you don't got me. survive. Okay. They uh, generally die horribly. So this is not a thing then? A, a theory? Uh, so what the theory is, at some point close to, you know, 350 to 420 million years ago, there's a big mm -hmm. window. Mm -hmm. Finding out stuff about the past is incredibly hard because mm -hmm. we do not have cameras 400 million years ago, unfortunately. Uh, there were a bunch of events which kind of culminated in the resulted loss of essentially 70 to 80 percent of all animal species. Oh, wow. Which is a, it's a big deal. That's a lot of it. Uh, no single cause has ever really been found. And that's the case with every extension event except for the one we're in right now because we're causing stop it. Stop it. Uh, no, I will not. Just stop it. No, I will not. Uh, the research team found something interesting in the, in the rock layers, though. Plant spores uh, contained uh, within these layers of rock. Uh, appeared as though they were burnt by ultraviolet light. Hmm. And this is a strange thing to see in the fossil record. What could have caused this? You might remember the ozone layer, the hole in the ozone layer over Antarctica. Yep. Uh, that's luckily patching itself up because yeah, yeah. we've done a lot of work to eliminate a Lord. lot of bad aerosols. Yeah. Uh, but they believe that something similar to that happened back then except on a global scale. And so scientists had to think, what could cause the ozone layer to... Was it perhaps a champagne supernova? Sham? No. Okay. It was not. Okay. Uh, okay, please continue. It would have been no, nice, please. though. No, no, yeah. It would have been fine. nice. Uh, ozone layers completely just dropped, and we have records of that in, in the fossil record. So thinking, it, what could it have been? Could it have been volcanism, which is responsible for a lot of extinctions? Could it have been some like form live of... live long and prosper? Like Vulcans like, came and totally destroyed the Earth? I hope not. You said volcanism. Yeah, but like volcanoes. Okay. Yes, with Thank volcanoes. Okay. Um, so they're kind of wondering what it could have been. It might not have been volcanism. It might have been mm -hmm. global warming. It could have been global cooling. <laughs> which also kills everything. Don't say that too loud because people start talking global about it. Cooling. No, no, because people go, "Well, it's global war. If there's global cooling, well, it's not even really anything." See, you if just anybody, if anybody wants to fight me on that, I'll be outside the Denny's near my house. No. Uh, scientists then went, "Well, if we're seeing evidence of these plants being essentially burnt by ultraviolet radiation, yeah, what if there was a supernova, more than one, perhaps, uh, around sixty light years away at the time?" Hmm. And this could have been responsible for, you know, the essentially destruction of the ozone layer, which led to 
ultraviolet radiation murdering things on the surface. It's like when you singe your eyebrows when you're starting to fire. You're just close enough just to get your eyebrows singed. Except in this case, you're close enough to have your atmosphere destroyed and life yeah, goes thing. kaput. Same thing. Um, so same th- the kill distance, and this is one of my favorite quotes, it is the kill distance that, for supernovae. Are we in the kill box for the kill distance? At this time, we could have been. Did you call it a supernovae? Yeah, that's the plural. <laughs> Not novi? N- novi, novi. I think the pronunciation is whatever. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just checking. No, yeah, it's novi yeah. or novi or okay. something. Uh, the kill distance that's is about 25 Japan- light years away. That's not just the Japanification of it, is no, it? No, that's not. Japanization. Japanization, yes. sorry. There's also a Canadianization, by the way. It's also just as gross. Um, I did look it up. The, uh, the kill distance for a supernova is about 25 light years. If there's a supernova within 25 light years of Earth, we're uh, done. We're yeah, we're 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 toasted for roasted potatoes. Okay, we're like, how? Give me a give me a, how far? How close is that? Uh, like, is that a couple galaxies away? No, it's essentially right next door. So it's just outside of our galaxy. No, it's well within our galaxy. It's oh. like uh, in the if you were to imagine, let's say Canada is the galaxy. Yeah. 25 light years is essentially like Iceland. Uh, no, right off the coast of Newfoundland. Oh, dang. Like, inc- That's like, close in space terms. It's incredibly close, yeah, 25 yeah, light years. Totally. So, so we have to be really unlucky. Okay. Uh, but 65 light years away wouldn't, you know, you know, raise the planet clean, right. but it would hit our planet with enough radiation to damage the ozone layer. So they figure what happened was a burst of gamma radiation, which is you know one of the kinds of radiation that stars give off. It's very high intensity. That Hulk absorbed to become green. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, would not do that. You would die. Not if you're Hulk. Not, not if you're Mark Ruffalo. Um, but uh, uh, University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, Champaign Supernova, graduate student said that if there was an exploding star that would, you know, kind of bathe the planet in X-rays and gamma rays... Uh, that would first peel away the, oz- the, the ozone layer. And about a thousand years later, the actual supernova debris oh. would, would slam Start into the Earth uh. and shower it with intense cosmic radiation, which is very bad. Oh, God. Uh, and this kind of damage could last, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Really? It could, it could be that long-lasting. Okay. So a lot of people are now thinking perhaps... This would be what led to the mass extinction event 360 million years ago because there is evidence in the fossil record that shows that Earth's biodiversity, like all the stuff on it, declined over a period of 300,000 years. It wasn't a cataclysmic, yeah. you know, it wasn't no, like, no. A, like a meteor impact. No. It was this slow but certain. Right. Right. So that's something that, you know, it blows my mind that we mm-hmm. can even postulate that a star blowing up, you know, trillions of kilometers away somehow led yeah. to the death of, of the vast majority of life on this planet. Wow. Okay. That and, is fascinating. And, you know, they can, the guy, he, one of the researchers phrases yeah. it like this. Yeah. When you see green bananas in Illinois, <laughs> you know they are fresh Don't and you know that them. they did not grow here. Like bananas, and now he's going to refer to two isotopes that he'd found later, oh, plutonium-244 and uh, uh, strontium-146. These decay over time. So if we find those radioisotopes on Earth today, we know they're fresh. They're not from here. They are, and he says, the green bananas of the isotope world. Hmm. Okay. Um, I because, don't like the reference, but that's interesting. Because there, there's no other really way for these things to have been here right. since the past. Because if, if they were, then. they would be gone. Right. So huh. I'm thinking the only way that these isotopes of these uh, elements could have been dumped on Earth is if we were showered in the debris of a supernova. 
Hmm. Which, when you think about it, is pretty scary. And this isn't the first kind of postulated supernova did a lot of murder on Earth event. Well, Oasis was ahead of their time. I'm just going to say that right now. They really were. Uh, There was no Wonderwall, though. We don't have a Wonderwall to protect from the Champagne supernova. Um, Actually, they're building one on the Canadian-American border. Oh, no. Oh, well. Uh, But there's also a theory that a uh, a supernova potentially, potentially motivated early humans to walk upright. Okay, you got very short, limited time. You got my attention. So because of this proposed supernova, this caused, you know, an incredible amount of wildfires because the atmosphere gets thinned out. Uh, temperatures go up, oxygen content goes up, and things burn easier. Mm-hmm. So as an evolutionary trait to not die, humans walked upright. Trippy. So we, owe, we, could, ver- we could owe our bipedal nature to the fact that a star blew up, you know, some millions of years ago, wow. which led to lots of fires. It's led to early humans going, hey, wow. if, if we stand on our two legs and run, we'll we survive. M- may not burn to death. Wow. You may not. Science, dude. It's crazy, man. That's really cool. Right? It, yeah. It's, it, That's fascinating. People always think of, you know, volcanoes or asteroids, the things that First kill. First thing you think of. That kill stuff on Earth. And yeah. from what we can tell, those are the things that do it besides us right now. We're doing right. it right now. Right. But perhaps it's supernova. Hmm. Which wow. Which I think would be very cool. Cool. Uh, you know what? If we're going to die, I would be okay if it was a supernova. Right? Like, that'd be a pretty badass way to go. Oh, I'm cool with that. Right? Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Shift Daily Podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.